It Could Have Been Great is a pop culture podcast where some pals talk about stuff we wished we liked more. We even love things we criticize on the show. Some of them. We also think it's totally cool if you love the thing. More power to you. We just think that it could have been great. Welcome to It Could Have Been Great, a roundtable discussion where we attempt to fix mostly mediocre media. Spoilers ahead. I'm your host, Diana Pepperosi, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friends. I'm Danny Paparozzi, and if I could be any character, uh, any any original character in Sonic the Hedgehog, I'd be Danny the Bird. I'm Roger Rosenquist, and one day I'll be the ultimate life form. Oh, oh nice. shit. Nice. <laughs> um, and Danny uh, the Bird Paparozzi is your n- name now. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Danny the Bird Paparozzi, um, would you like to explain what you just said? Why Why you'd be a bird? Uh, why would I be a bird? Because I could fly. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, why, uh, the series to which that persona is specific. Oh, yes, why, why today would I be a bird? Mm-hmm. Rather, uh, why today? Other than any other thing. I see what you're saying. Yes, uh, we, know, we know everyone would be a bird, and we'd want to fly away. I don't know where my soul is. I don't know where my home is, obviously. We've all been there, but... So, uh, today we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, obviously, I'd be Danny the Bird because everyone has created their own Sonic OC at some point. Uh, original. Mm-hmm. Don't steal. And, and yeah, please don't steal my. Yeah, copyright, 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 copyright. Danny the Bird. No one else has ever thought of it, so it's mine. Um, I think mine was a fox because every girl's was a fox. <laughs> That's fair. Well, also, until the cats were introduced, and, and, and now they're they're cats. To our lovely listeners, if you've never looked up your name, the Hedgehog, oh my on goodness. Google, uh, have fun. Please do. It's a fun game. <laughs> mm-hmm. You All will right, find so something. Talk- so we're actually specifically talking about Sonic the Hedgehog uh, after the year 1998, pretty much. So specifically all mm. the games that are in the 3D Sonic category. And I want to clarify now, this does not include 2.5D Sonic games. Uh, so Like the ones that are still side-scrollers like but four. have 3D graphics? Yeah, like Sonic Episode 4, Sonic Rush. Uh, so- some of those are actually pretty good games. Um, mm. You know, obviously, now here's the thing. A lot of the modern 3D Sonic games include a lot of 2.5D mm. segments, so we will yeah. touch on it, but uh, mm. we are mostly focusing on the games that have yeah. the focus on 3D level design in a Sonic game. Yeah, and this also, this episode's going to have, I think, a bit more discussion of gameplay as it impacts your ability to enjoy a game, as mm. opposed to just the narrative perspective, which is usually the heat we're bringing. Right, right, So that's just fair. like a heads up, though I am going to touch on the narratives <laughs> of those games. Because the, there's the a lot to Sonic unpack. Games, there's a lot to unpack there, and they tend to try to have narratives, and they ain't good, it's is true. the thing. Uh, yeah, and they're, they go, they range from like, kind of serviceable to like, horrible yeah <laughs> like what so, did they smoke when writing this <laughs> yeah like at best they don't detract from the enjoyment of yeah, the game that's yeah, exactly. the best they've managed so far so um so i think it'd be so, uh, great if we all just talked a little bit about uh our own little upbringing with sonic or like our own experiences yeah yeah absolutely um Dave, would, would you like to kick us off danny yeah yeah so um I think my story's uh, probably very similar to Diana's for some reason. Mm. Uh, yeah, weird. I, I, it's, like we huh. grew it's like we grew up together in the world of Sonic or something. But, I don't know. But if I remember correctly, the first game that we ever had in our house for Sonic was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. Correct. And yes. we loved that game as a kid. We, we, we didn't mm-hmm. have any reason. To, I mean, it, that was back before we really noticed like uh, gameplay flaws. And plus, like we'd only played like 
only so many games at that point in our life. Yeah, uh, and that was just what Sonic was at that point. Yeah, exactly. For us. We, and uh, it wasn't until I got the Sonic Mega Collection on GameCube, which is when I kind of found out about 2D Sonic, and I got really into Sonic 2 specifically. So like, it kind of like kickstarted this this huge fandom for me. Uh, and I eventually uh, that that grew into a whole Sega fandom for me. And mm. uh, for most of my childhood, until I was about uh, you know 11, 12 years old. You know, I often talk about how I'm a huge Nintendo guy now, but really before uh, the, uh, I was about 12 years old, I was a huge Sega guy. And it all yeah. started with my love of Sonic. I bought, like, an Xbox 360. I begged my dad to get me an Xbox 360 mm-hmm. just, just so I could Sonic play 06. Sonic 06. Oh, which, uh, man. What? Can you imagine being Danny? I want you to get everyone to close their eyes and take a moment and imagine Danny in that situation and, and the pain that he must have felt when playing <laughs> Sonic 06. He probably had Stockholm, to be fair, at that point. Yeah, I, I did yeah, have Stockholm. You were young enough that it was probably not that bad for I, you. I want to go on the record and say I played that game all the way through twice, okay? Oh, so just to give you um, an idea. Oh, my God. That explains... <laughs> That's like a the lot purple heart of Sonic right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Roger, what's what's your history with the franchise? Um, it's a little bit similar, but kind of different. Um, mm. My first foray into Sonic was actually before Adventure 2 came out because um, we had a Dreamcast in my house. Uh, and um, mm. my first experience was with Adventure 1. And being like the like okay. four year old kid I was, I thought it was like crack cocaine. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, so at that point, it was the tits. It was oh, really yeah. good. And I remember I talked to, it might have been one of my cousins at that point, and they're like, "Dude, there's more Sonic than that. Like, there's more Sonic <laughs> that exists." And I'm like, like "Really? What? What? Because like, uh, I think they were old enough to kind of like be on the edge of being like, okay, this is this was pretty good. Like, we'll get into Adventure and Adventure Two and all that, but mm. but like." Adventure was pretty well received. It had its, like, knacks, but it was the first 3D Sonic, obviously. Um, So then I go back, and I'm like, okay, I need to borrow these Sonics that you're, like, hiding from me because I'm, like, a (laughs) five-year-old kid, and I need this. You're holding out on me. Yeah, exactly. Where are keeping the Sonic? And so I played them, and... The if you've never played Genesis Sonic games, you really should because they're, they're great. great in terms. And you can of play having... them on like literally every platform. You can play them on your phone now. I think you could probably play it on a TI eighty calculator if you really wanted <laughs> probably, to. Probably actually. Um. Mm-hmm. So I played those. I played Adventure Two when it came out. Um. And then I didn't play Heroes when it came out, but I did play 06 when it came out because I had mm. a three sixty. Mm. And that around that time is when I started to realize, oh boy, what is happening. Like, this is when it got bad. And then I kept playing Sonics until uh, I didn't buy... The the first Sonic 3D game that I didn't buy on my own volition, that I only played a little bit of, was recently Mm. it was Forces, where I was just pretty much like, I'm done with this until they Mm. show me something (laughs) worth coming to. I wish I could agree and say 06 is when I realized things were falling apart. Because, <laughs> I mean, okay. it, actually, it, it wasn't until Sonic and the Black Knight for me personally, which okay. we're not really going to talk about today, but that's <laughs> no. when I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Well, yeah. I'll say that um, as far as 06, it wasn't like it wasn't like I suddenly, you know, came online and was like, oh shit, Sonic is kind of bad. It was more like, <laughs> I was more like... Um, you were starting to see the cracks. I was cracks. like, this isn't as fun as, like, Adventure was. And I was like, you know, yeah, maybe right. maybe I'm just, like, you know, getting... I'm yeah. giving it a hard Ma- time because I expected a lot or something. Yeah, like, maybe at, the, maybe at worst, this one's just a bit of a dud, and Sonic is still totally fine, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah the um, Werehog one was where I was like, whoa, yeah, okay. Was, yeah. So, my Sonic story is actually pretty different from y'all's, uh, surprisingly. Um, it does start the same way as Danny's, whereas... 
uh, the first Sonic game that we owned was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. But for me, that was also one of the first games that I had experienced that had a narrative focus to it, Ah. um, which is a really high concept word to say about Sonic Adventure. It's not like a a deep narrative, but my 12, 11-year-old heart was really into the the drama and the pathos of like Shadow the Hedgehog. He's, oh, right. I'm I'm you, but whatever. And also like I liked Amy Rose cuz she was pink and Fair. uh the Chow Gardens were super fun. Okay, oh, yeah. that I was good. That. <laughs> but oh, like yeah. I think Sonic the Hedgehog and Sailor Moon were the first place I ever explored OCs, like making mm. original characters. Yeah. So my Again, don't steal. <laughs> I didn't play the Sonic games much. I did actually, Sonic Adventure was the first game I ever beat a boss fight in by myself. So that was fun I for me. I remember that, actually. Yeah. I, I, that. I, I like ran outside. I was like, daddy, I did it. Yeah, and I think you did it like with like, like uh, you never got hit too or something like yeah, crazy Yeah, like I was that. very proud yeah. of myself. I was very afraid of playing video games when I was a kid because Danny and Mario, our older brother, who I think we've mentioned a few times, mm. would play them and I would just watch, mm. which is why I think I'm such a narrative focused person because I enjoyed watching the games that had stories. Mm-hmm. So like Ocarina of Time was my favorite game before Sonic Adventure because Ocarina of Time, there is a narrative, but it's pretty loose and it is not the focus. It's not the point. Right. Um, it's there, but there's only, you know, a couple cutscenes where Sonic Adventure has like a cutscene every goddamn level and everyone sounds like they're cool 90s kids because <laughs> it was written to appeal to them. And I got really into the OC culture. I believe mine, like I said, I think I had a fox nice. and I might have had because the foxes are easier to draw than the hedgehogs. Um, cause they didn't have the spikes. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> and, uh, I had a wall in my room that was like all other people's Sonic OCs that I found on a website mm. that no longer exists. And I just thought they were the tits. So cool. And I kind of fell off the wagon after that. Like right. I just liked the OCs and that culture and I didn't play Sonic 06. I didn't watch you play Sonic 06. So I was in the room when Sonic kissed a human woman. So that was <laughs> Oh boy. Um, Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> Yo, we'll get there. Oh, um, and I kind of had, at, by the time 06 came out and stuff, I was like 16 or 17 and I was realizing, oh, I think Sonic always was bad. And I just, it had a special place in my heart because it was like the first game that had a lot of cutscenes that I'd played. We weren't really a Final Fantasy household or anything. Right. Um, and we got Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, bef- I believe before we got Wind Waker, um, which took its place in my heart pretty quickly once we started playing that full-time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't get it. Before. We got them at the same time, but we couldn't get past the Forsaken Fortress and yep. Wind Waker for yeah. years. Uh, no, we uh, it, was, it was specifically, I remember, because we, we lived in New Jersey when we got Wind Waker, and uh-huh. then uh, uh, it wasn't until we moved to to North Carolina, and then I remember I was just playing the Forsaken Fortress and kind of just grinding it out, uh-huh. and I was able to find progression at some point. Yeah, and then we finally played Wind Waker. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, but Sonic kind of was before that, and also it had a multiplayer mode, so I could play and yeah. not feel threatened and by all of the And you could be Amy Rose the with the hammer. Yeah, I could have a hammer and freeze time and just really troll you guys. Yep. I, I main her to all this right. day in the... In the Sonic Adventure 2 meta. <laughs> yeah, because she, like, I, if I remember correctly, she had, like, the quickest chaos control, I think, or something yeah, like, like that. She, yeah, like, she, all of her power-ups were half as much time. Right, and right. So, because she was slower than everyone else, so I would just troll you guys a lot. T- tune into it. It could have been great for the hot tips on the Sonic Adventure 2 battle meta. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, pro strats. Anyway, so that's kind of all of our history with the 3D Sonic games. So basically, uh, 
it's pretty obvious. What were they trying to do with 3D Sonic games? They were trying to bring the mega popular franchise into a 3D space and make it work. And I think because we're talking about the adventure games a lot, now's a good time to kind of talk about what worked about the adventure yeah. games. So I think I can uh, uh, top, uh, start this off right away. The Chow Gardens are so fun. Always. Mm, Just, they were yeah. always a positive part, no matter who you talk to, especially mm-hmm. in Adventure 2. Uh, the Chow Gardens. They were like the only game I actually played at that point in my life because, <laughs> I mean, if I had had Harvest Moon or known Animal Crossing existed, I probably would have played those. But yeah. like, I was, I just, Mario would play through Sonic Adventure 2 and then I would just do the Chow Garden. Right, just right. Nonstop. Just, oh yeah, Pet Simulator? Fuck yeah, I am about this. <laughs> So it was so cool yeah. back then too, because like we didn't know anything about like oh if you raise it really nicely then it'll go to like uh you'll unlock heaven basically yeah no like I I found these things out through gameplay like right. organically it was yeah, very yeah. very rewarding uh for young Diana and then another so. uh, really positive aspect of the Chow Garden Tamagotchi on steroids <laughs> but <laughs> another really positive aspect of the the Chow Garden is that it encourages you to replay the game so you you're replay gonna replay the, the levels you like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you, you replay all the good stages. <laughs> yeah, because it lets <laughs> the you Sonic get, stages. Is, it's brilliant. It, yeah, the Sonic and the Shadow stages. Like, for me personally, I think I was always replaying, like, mm-hmm. City Escape and Radical Highway and maybe, like, mm-hmm. a few others. Cause those yeah. Were probably, I definitely Harbor did not play fun. Tales and Eggman at all. No. No, I would never choose to replay those no. stages. Yeah. I always forget how bad those levels are until I attempt to replay a Sonic Adventure game. Like, yeah. Uh, I w- every time they release it on a new console, I get really excited, and I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm going to revisit that, and then I get to those levels, I'm like, oh, right, this is a bad game. Yeah, but 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 uh, to, to uh, m- mention another positive, uh, to kind of go to what you were saying before, Diana, I never really thought about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, Sonic Adventure 2 probably was the first game that it was ever, like, you know, level, cutscene, pr- yeah. progression, level, cutscene, like, for that us, sort of thing. Like, well, for, for me, personally, that I had ever played, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like, Ocarina of Time, like you said, it didn't really have that in the same sense, even if yeah. it had a strong narrative. Uh, if you had played, like, uh, RPGs up to that point, you would have gotten something like that. Right, right, Definitely like, if like you were a Final Fantasy, Fantasy yeah. kid. Yeah, exactly. but because we weren't Final Fantasy kids, I think largely because our older brother wouldn't have been that interested in them. That's fair, like, and, and he was the one who could help us buy the games, or, like... Exactly, like, he was the one getting them for Christmas or right. whatever, and we were the ones kind of just, like, tagging along. Exactly. In some, in a lot of senses. So, yeah, like, it was a really narrat- narratively focused game, and that really resonated with me and Danny also. And so we but, just touched on the the stages that we like to replay. So I think this is uh, an important time to talk about when when does th- a 3D Sonic game work well? And I think as long as the focus is on uh, a stage where you can keep up momentum through this crazy stage where you're zooming past everything mm. and you don't have to like stop and start too much, uh, or if you do stop, it's because you messed up and then you can replay it to get better. I think right. that really captures the essence of what makes a Sonic game good. I mm. think uh, Adventure 1 and 2 had some st- uh, some parts of it that do that, and then a couple uh, recent 3D Sonic games did that really well, uh, yeah. too. I yeah, think. there's definitely a lot there where it's, I, I think, kind of sp- expanding on that thought. Um, when Sonic levels in 3D spaces, which they haven't totally figured this out yet, in my opinion, but when they do, um, like, kind of have branching paths, mm, that's when yeah. I think it's really good because you can, if you if I can play a Sonic level three different ways, or even more, let's say, yeah. then... That's cool because it's replayability. Well, that, and it's like... Um, I can, you know, 
have a different discussion with somebody about it and be like, oh, but I did this thing and I found this part of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, right. I know that some of the really bad games on this list tried that. Like, I know 06 has some branching paths, but the problem with 06... <laughs> yeah. Is it's bad. Is it's bad. And, like, you can't, you know, you can't polish, you know, it's bad f- mechanics yeah. with, you know... And it's not a finished game, and it was before patching was, like, a normal thing. Right, right. Yeah, they kind of... Like well, you couldn't, you couldn't save it after it was after release. If you wanted to patch it, you had to release a physical disc. Like, <laughs> and and the uh, branching path, uh, path thing, that's really interesting too. Because if you look at uh, Sonic One, Two, and uh, Three and Knuckles, that's a really great feature of those games. Huge emphasis is that the 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 better you get at those games, uh, the faster you can zip through the levels because you always stay on the highest path. And you, mm. uh, you know what to avoid. And it's, it's a really fun, satisfying yeah. gameplay loop. Yeah, it gives uh, you a sense of accomplishment that like, oh, I have now in- improved in skill and I have earned this better path. Right. Now, now credit to Adventure 1 and Adventure 2 uh, for, for this. Uh, they didn't have the, the technological prowess back then to uh, make these long levels with all these different pathways. And yet right. somehow they were still able to make it work at the time. Uh, yeah. make, make these long, fast-paced levels, especially for when you were playing a Sonic or Shadow in, in, yeah. uh, in, in 2 and then just Sonic in 1. Right, right. Uh, well, I think but... what's cool about Sonic in retrospect is that before 06, really, the limitations of the consoles that they were on was part of what made Sonic what it was. Yeah, I could agree like, with that. Yeah, Sonic, because it had a limited processing power or whatever, that's why it was able to... like. The reason Sonic was fast is because the Genesis had a faster processor than right. the SNES. And so, like, it was a limitation of hardware that spurned them to do the Genesis the way they did. And then Sonic is fast because we're showing off our kit. Right. But also, you know, the levels have to be short. So, you know, it's it's just, it's very cool how the technology influences Sonic games until yeah. 06. Well, um, well, and then, and then, to, and then uh, when the technology got good enough... Uh, with Unleashed uh, forward, they introduced mm. the specifically for all the regular 3D Sonic stages the boost formula, which it it really actually I think does a good job of capturing uh, a good Sonic feel. And you're always going fast, you're zipping by the, by these stages, uh, and you can always kind of keep that momentum going and even get mm. it uh, to greater and greater heights if you if you get better at the game. So yeah. I think that the boost formula did actually serve uh, service the Sonic games well. I do want to move into, I want to talk about the narrative a little bit, like, sure. because I did, like, love it. And I think what's, in retrospect, looking back on them, the narratives are very, they're very silly, right? They're goofy, they're, yeah. like, the dialogue is cheesy. But I think what is powerful about Sonic as a concept, you know, um, is Sonic narratives are perfect for kids. Hmm. They are, that like, they are always super family friendly. Like, you're not going to buy it, well, until Shadow the Hedgehog, of course. Um, <laughs> Damn. Damn, I have a gun. I'm Vegeta. Um, but with a gun. Anyway, but Sonic, like, parents knew they would be safe with Sonic the same way they would be safe with Mario. But also they had a richer narrative framework than Nintendo games because they weren't just focused on the gameplay. I think Sega, in a lot of ways, knew we can't beat Nintendo on gameplay by itself. Well, yeah, you're totally like, right. You're totally right. And just to add a little bit, a little mm. bit to that... Um, so, you know, Sonic was obviously made in response to Super Mario. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that they went for was that, unlike Mario, which didn't have a focus on uh, story, and that was kind of its point, 
uh, mm. Sonic was going to have a little bit more of an edgy yeah. feel. You know, like it's kind of it, it was funny. It's like you know, uh, Mario would be for the, Sega was marketing it so that Mario would seem like it's for the toddler and Sonic yeah. would seem like it's for the the edgy ten year old for the mature ten year old something, like that. Yeah, something like that with a more sophisticated palette. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Sonic is a perfect uh, step up from the Super Mario games, for example. Like you just said, of this is a narrative with some level of basic pathos. There is some the edginess to it. Like, I want to speak to the character design because the character design in Sonic is so good. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I agree. All of the characters are incredibly attractive. They have really distinct silhouettes and, like, they are just like crack cocaine to a child. Yeah. As Roger was saying. <laughs> it, it was uh, always really like exciting they, as a kid to, like, get a new character in a game and, like, kind of see yeah. what they did. And, like, like Rouge the Bat, for example, was, like, my favorite character design. Also, because I was gay, I would later find out. Um, <laughs> not a furry, but gay. Um, and just, <laughs> I feel like the character designs were so strong that they could carry the cheesier elements of the plot. And right. for a kid, it's like, well, it's fine that it, the dialogue is cheesy because Sonic is saying it. And Sonic is so cool. And would he say it if it were cheesy? No. Yeah, and, and, Idiot. And I, Look and, how cool he is. His <laughs> shoes are enormous. That's true. And, and I think that Sonic uh, does work well. Excuse me. Words. Uh, Sonic mm. does work best when it is committing to its cheese, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when it owns the cheese. Exactly. Which it does well a lot, I think, even in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, sometimes then it just goes really uncomfortably over the edge. Yeah. Um, the last thing I would want to mention is that um, yeah. most Sonic games, at least in modern Sonic, and even as far back as Adventure 1, as far as 3D Sonic goes, um, something that they consistently get praised about is not only character design, but like the visual aspect of the levels. Mm. Which is um, they're a visual feast if you are going slow enough to see them. Right. If you, <laughs> if you take a minute to actually look at it, like they... They really program it pretty well, like the um, as far as that goes. Because I know that in Sonic Adventure One in particular, because I've looked this up, um, they uh, enjoyed aspects, or or maybe it was two actually two. Uh, they uh, enjoyed aspects of like their vacation at like Yellowstone National Park, and that's where you get mm. like um, the uh. Sonic level. Or the shadow level in the forest or whatever and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, like there's a level of artistry that goes into Sonic levels and character design and a level of care and love that's like, wow, somebody out there really still cares about Sonic the Hedgehog. Y yeah, and you know, even in the stages that aren't like fun to play, you still tend to be They're in still gorgeous. really cool areas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Un Unleashed is a good example of that. Like levels that aren't fun to play, but if you stop and look, it's like, holy oh, yeah, crap, like this the is beautiful. Level. That shit is so pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. and so for a kid, that's crack cocaine. Good mm. visual design to a kid is like eighty percent of the battle. Mm. If it's shiny, they're gonna play it. And say, I think it speaks <laughs> to Sega's expertise as an arcade designer, right. um, because they design arcades in in Japan. That is their primary business, and it's why they're able to keep making all of these duds and get away with it. Is because <laughs> they own the arcade business in Japan. Also because make, we, we also because Sonic games still sell. They yeah. still sell, and also part of that is because they are well designed and they're family friendly. Like yeah, I have yeah. a lot of kids in my life who still love Sonic, and that's right. great because it's for them. Right. Um, I think they deserve a little bit better in terms of playtesting. I, I agree. But, I agree. But you know, Sonic is still a good franchise for kids. It's basically like the um, the knockoff Nintendo. It's like, oh well, we don't have an. <laughs> We don't have a Nintendo console, so our kids play Sonic games. But it gives me so much available. more than the knockoff Nintendo, yeah. you know. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that, like of why 
why it could be more, why we think Sonic deserves better. Because again, it's it's clear. People do love Sonic. There's a right. lot of care put into a lot of aspects of these games, just not the gameplay. Right, And right. also the narratives start to get a little bonkers. Well, this Though, is a good transition then to talk about the narrative and, and also how it doesn't work, if that's fine yeah, with you. Uh, absolutely. So, so specifically, the edgy stories that we were just talking about, <laughs> they work when it commits to it, but... Specifically in the uh, the case of Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic mm-hmm. 06, and Sonic Forces, the most recent one, it yeah. feels so uncomfortable when, yeah. when it's like, for example, Sonic Forces, you know, Eggman took over the world, and Sonic's been uh, tortured for the last six months. And right? Like, okay. Don't they fake it out with him dying? Or yes. They, they make, they like, you, you get to see him get pummeled by like every major antagonist of the well, series. Well, yeah, but then the reason that you're the, the, the protagonist is because they say Sonic is dead. Yeah, like, yeah, but then it's like, oh the, no, he's he's been tortured off screen for the last yeah. six months, and I'm like, what? Uh huh. Real. It's like, oh, oh dear, I don't come to Sonic for gritty realism. Yeah. And I think the reason this happened is because in Sonic Adventure Two, that Sonic Adventure and Adventure Two is when the fandoms and the OCs and like the Archie comics also to an extent started getting bigger and there was a lot more pathos and like the the Shadow the Hedgehog story, I still find compelling. As it, an adult, not the game, the uh, yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog. The, the idea of Shadow. what Shadow right, could right. Right. The way Shadow's in Adventure Two, yeah, exactly. Shadow's character arc and backstory in Adventure Two was was to little Diana like, oh my god, look at this. He just he wants to be with his best friend Maria, and it's totally platonic because he's a hedgehog, <laughs> right. and they would never have a hedgehog kiss a human woman. That would be odd. And, and um, you know, Roger and I are the only people I I personally know that have actually played all of Shadow the Hedgehog, the video game. Oh my god! Yeah, I certainly didn't because I didn't complete it. To be fair, Danny, oh, I you think you've completed it. it. Okay, I, then I'm the only person that I know who's actually done every single because there's like. I don't know, like, like eighteen different, different routes. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's fucking involved. I played so, a but it's, few of them, but like, yeah. I definitely. This was before I had the realization, like, oh crap, Sonic's really bad. But mm-hmm. I remember I was just like, I'm not gonna keep playing this because it felt very repetitive. Yeah, because well, yeah, you had to redo the first stage every single time oh, you wanted to get a new mm. ending. Uh, but but yeah, and and honestly, like that game. If, if I'm going to speak to that game's strengths at all, it's that I did care so much about Shadow the Hedgehog's narrative yeah. that I wanted to kind of know what happens to him or what his yeah. deal was. Well, because the Ark and Maria's plotline was heartbreaking. And, and of they really they wanted more. And they go super into the backstory of the Ark and Maria in that game, yeah. but it's it's honestly a mess. It doesn't fit with it, it doesn't yeah. uh, fit in the same continuity if you try and no. put certain events side by side. It, uh, it and really then, doesn't. And then Shadow the Hedgehog, his whole thing is that like. He kills soldiers with his guns uh-huh. and and says "damn" and it's like oh, okay, <laughs> okay, guys, back off! A li- yeah, like they leaned too hard into what worked about Shadow, and they just they they just goofed it right up. Yeah, it it didn't, and I think that's also why Sonic 06. Like, there's another, it, there's a human woman, and Sonic does kiss her at one point. And and, that's and, weird. There's and, and a actually, point. It's in... after it's after Sonic gets murdered. Then she right. kisses him to revive oh my him. God. Right, right. Yeah, that is what. Yeah, it's like a sleeping beauty. It's weird. Um, and again, I have nothing against furries as a concept. I am not personally one, but I have a little bit of it in my heart because I played Sonic games and watched Disney's <laughs> Robin Hood. Like we've all been there. Um, but it's weird when you're a kid playing a Sonic game and then that happens and you weren't ready for it. I'm still not ready for it, man. Like right. if I ever decide to play Sonic 06 again, which I hopefully someone would stop me before I did that. <laughs> but if I ever did and I got to that point, I would be like looking away. I'd be like, "No, man, yeah. I, I remember this. I don't want this." 
Yeah, right. because they don't set it up at all. Like No, it just again. happens. Like Sonic's playing just, the final level. He gets presumably yeah. killed and then Elise is yeah. like, Oh wait, I gotta revive him it, and then make him supersonic to kill the and bad like, guy. Did, did did they set up that as a mechanic? Like the fact that she has life giving kisses, or so, is that just kind like of? a yeah, it's like I think her no, she she has some sort of like powers. Like if she cries, uh, Satan will come back and destroy the entire. Oh world. yeah. So, uh, oh, but then let's never take her to a sad movie. But it's interesting because it's like okay, so Sonic dies, and then it's like oh, we have to find the seven Chaos Emeralds, and that'll bring him back. You're playing all sure, the characters. We we might as well just decide that the Chaos Emeralds are more like the Dragon Balls than they already okay. were. So sure, but they get them, and then it's like oh, we have them, and then Elisa's like, I'm just gonna kiss Sonic now. And you know what actually bothered me the most about that as a kid? This is dumb, but. There's a there's a little part of the game when you play as Sonic. Oh my god, the trial like, of love. The, the trial of love <laughs> where it's like it's like you you have to choose now between uh Elise or Amy Rose. And I chose uh, Amy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to choose I'm Amy. not going to pick the like, reality game. Yeah, listen guys, Amy put in the time. Exactly. Amy yeah. has been there for Sonic since I don't remember what game she was introduced in. Uh Sonic but, CD. Yeah, like Amy has put in the time. She is like she's commitment. She's not a, none of this flashy human woman stuff. Like Amy is your down home girl next door, <laughs> and Elise is coming in here. Oh, like oh well, look at me. I have thumbs. Well, yes. Well, and, so do hedgehogs in our and, world. And, and like so not shut only, up. And not only Elise. did the game, and not only did the game ignore my choice, but Amy just stood there in the background and just like was chill. She was just like okay. Yeah, she was just like all right. I guess this is happening now. <laughs> and that's a disservice to Amy's character arc. I, in my well, actually, now that we're mentioning Amy, we can kind of uh, refocus our thing instead of on the edgy story part of it. Uh-huh. We can go to because um, when Amy is like a big part of um adventure one and like how they break it up between like uh-huh. six different characters yeah and which is a really brilliant gameplay thing i want to give props to that it's, it's a good idea really in theory cool. i'll say that like in a theory, really good they idea. don't execute on it particularly well ever but i think it's one of the first games that did that and i appreciate it for its historical mm. importance right right because my point we get anyway, into continue. the point of um yeah because we get into the point of uh adventure being the really big first 3d sonic game um mm. as a kid you're kind of like yeah i just want to i'm gonna play sonic maybe tails mm. would be there that would be cool uh, maybe knuckles mm. i don't know if you played sonic 3 and knuckles mm. um stuff like or chaotix if you really had that um mm-hmm. but anyway point being um so you get to this point where you're playing all these different gameplay styles and it's fine for you know sonic tails knuckles like the big three that you'd expect yeah. that's fine mm. yeah but the, and then uh, so i know some people like amy um Maybe because they were like kids, or right. even in retrospect, I mean, maybe I, you really like it. Spe- Amy specifically was important to me because I had not ever had a f- playable female character, even in multiplayer, except for Tiny Kong in the DK multiplayer. <laughs> oh man! Like, that well, then was, there you go. We, yeah. When you're thinking of it from the perspective of someone who grew up in a gaming world where I wasn't included, Amy was like, "Hey, Diana." I see you, and that's right. why Amy's important to me, and I want—I think it's important to get that out there. Right, I'm not I'm, yeah. I'm saying people can oh, like Amy. Um, right. Yeah, I'm just like, that's my perspective, that's the perspective, so we all, so our listeners understand why I will die on this hill. <laughs> Amy is my fucking Because then we have, um, I forget the robot's name. What e- is one, it? 123 Omega. Omega, right, Omega. Who also had a lot of pathos in his story. The sto- his story's fine. His gameplay is just as bad as uh, the oh, yeah. and Tails stuff. No, his gameplay's yeah, horrible, no, it's like but the precursor. I, which yeah. th- I don't yeah. know why they picked that one to be like, yeah, let's bring it over to two. Um, well, especially because Tails <laughs> has good gameplay in Adventure One, in my opinion. Mm. It's momentum-based Sonic gameplay. Yeah, and it's fine, and you have a flying mechanic. But then they're like, nah, fuck it. Tails is going in the mech. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, so you have that, and then we have 
probably the biggest affront in Adventure One, which the is big the big affront. <laughs> um, so you big get to cat. you get to play as a big cat. You get to play mm-hmm. Sega bass fishing for Sonic. <laughs> And Listen, they knew that Ocarina of Time had the fishing mini game, and that that was what was holding. They didn't have one, and that like, was holding put it them in. back. Put it in the game. Oh, yeah. Put it Ocarina in. Of, Ocarina, Ocarina of Time has fishing. We yeah. have to have fishing. Yeah, like oh, they 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 made it a mini game. We'll make it a whole adventure. Uh, we're gonna make this integral to the story. That you know, those assholes made it a side plot. No, fishing is important. We need to get I, the I will, froggy. I will shamelessly plug Big the Cat as like one of the best decisions that Sonic has ever like had as a series. I mean, I mean, think about it. He's he's big. He's got a belt. You know, he he, he fishes. Mm. That that's all you really need. But he same... just sometimes you just want to fish. Yeah, but you know, really, like Big the Cat should have really? been <laughs> really Big Big really? the Cat should have been like a mini game at most for that yeah. game. But instead, like he's. Part of the reason, like that chaos, like loses one of the chaos emeralds at the end. He has to fish in chaos. He has to fish inside him. (laughs) I do have a theory as to why Big the Cat got such a big role, Um, and that's because his name has the big. It's true, and I I think what it is is that Crush Forty saw his character design and they wrote him the best theme song in the game. Um, It's a baby. baby. And and then Sega was like, well, fuck, we have to make him important now (laughs) because. His well, theme song, uh, they were like, it's such a bop and it makes me feel good about life. Right. Um, and I need more of that in my life. And so Sega did that as like a self-care thing. So, so you know, and, I think this is a, this is in general though, you know, Sonic Adventure 1 has the most examples of different gameplay styles, but it mm-hmm. also has, in my opinion, the best examples of characters that are not Sonic or Shadow that work like Tails, Knuckles to an extent, and especially mm-hmm. for like a 1998 uh, 3D yeah, game. Yeah, they're figuring out. That's, that's really... I was also very into Knuckles and Tikal's her first game as adventure, right? Yep, yep. She's only like in one their and two. story yeah. and the whole uh, Angel Island following thing. That plot line was very fascinating for oh, a yeah. kid. Yeah, it was, and it, it was. Uh, it had a lot of intrigue to it. Yeah, uh, like you could like barely even go to Angel Island. Yeah, and there like... were stakes too. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh crap! If he doesn't get the Master Emerald, his island's gonna fall. Of course, he's running against Sonic for the moment. And oh no! Then, you know. Like, <laughs> that's the sound Knuckles makes when he dies. Oh, oh no! Oh no! I uh, yeah, I mean that's how I feel when I find out that my homeland is doomed and going to die because I fucked up. Like, oh no! Uh, but but yeah. Die. So so in general though, like you know, uh, a lot of people say, oh well, they should only make uh, Sonic the only focus in future games. And to a point, I agree. But at the same time, I think Tales and Adventure One is a mm. good example of how you can make other characters work. Because like, yeah. like Roger was saying, you know, the Genesis games, you could play as Knuckles and Tails and some other yeah. characters. And, and it Knuckles worked fine because it was just exactly. the same mechanic. And, and they had it, little uh, variances on what Sonic could do yeah. that, that right. made them more interesting to play. Cool power-ups and things. Yeah. Yeah. And Knuckles and is like, fine because in his hmm. levels in uh, Adventure 1 and 2, it's like, you know, there are definitely some duds in there. Like there are yeah. some yeah. levels where they did not know how to like program for that gameplay. But there are yeah. some, there's some that have good level design. Like I like Pumpkin Hill because it really yeah, focuses on say, fighting. Plus, and the, and it has music, a bop. And like the, the, music. the music's so good. I ain't like, gonna let it get to me. Just gonna just creep. <laughs> yeah, and like Pumpkin Hill. Pumpkin Hill's a very good. Like it, it's obvious that the bones were there to have good gameplay. They just were still figuring it out. Like Pumpkin Hill is his first level. They knew how to do a level one in that gameplay thing, but they didn't know how to make it harder without making it boring. Right, right. And so like they didn't know how to scale it is the problem, I think. But like 
I feel, I get from a gameplay perspective why people want to focus just on Sonic, and even from a narrative perspective, because it got weird for a while there, you know? It's true. Uh, like, <laughs> like, I'll admit it, things got weird. But yeah. I think the, mul- the the cast of characters and, like, having a character that each person playing could relate to, like, for example, Amy Rose, like, even though she wasn't playable in Adventure and Adventure 2 in the main games. She was in um, Adventure 1. Oh, right, she was in Adventure 1, but, like... It gave, like, other than Crystal in Pokemon Crystal, like, she was, like, the first girl I ever got to play as. Right, and right. that's important. And yeah. letting kids see themselves. And not every kid can relate to Sonic because Sonic is edgy and, like, cool. And, like, yeah, I'm a cool kid, dude. And that's <laughs> Chili great. dogs. But I think there's something very <laughs> strong about the fact that they also have Tails, who's, like, a more sweet character, and Amy, who is pink, and Rouge Knuckles, the Bat, who is, like, more mature in a girl, and Knuckles, who has n- Knuckles. He doesn't chuckle. Knuckles and is... unlike Sonic, he don't chuckle. <laughs> he'd rather flex his muscles. He'd rather flex his muscles. Yeah, but, uh, by the way, real quick, uh, I just, we haven't t- uh, uh, mentioned this yet, and mm. uh, it's a sin. Uh, the best thing that everyone can agree on is just amazing from 3D Sonic games, pretty much all ar- across the board, is the music. It's yeah, always amazing. It is always great. It never stopped being good. Even in the, the worst music- games. Yeah, like Black Knight has the best theme song I've ever heard. Uh, oh, yeah. Night like, of the Wind is still on my fucking iPhone. Amazing. I've bought that song with real money. Yeah, like several Sonic times. 6, same thing. Sonic 06 has a great uh, theme and like great good soundtrack. Music in Crush the game. 40 yeah. crushes it every always. time. Yeah. I, sure. don't, I don't think they do it anymore. I think no. it's uh, after Sonic um, and the Black Knight, they stopped. Anyway, point being, like, uh, that fucking proto-Panic at the Disco edgy music, <laughs> but, like, G-rated, that kid's bop feel, like, yeah. that worked for me in such a primal way. It still influences it works how I write and consume. Yeah, it works with yeah. the levels really well. Escape the and city, I, come on. Oh, my, oh my God, there's City not Escape. A, there's, I don't think there's a better example of, like, a, like a lyrical song in a video yeah. game, like, in a level of a video game that just works perfectly, maybe until Super Mario Odyssey would jump up Superstar. Like, uh-huh. Escape from the City is one of the most iconic moments from a 3D yeah, Sonic game. Yeah, like, the music in Sonic... There's so much about Sonic games that works really well, and that's, like, why we bring it to the table here. Of It could have been great, because it, it has been great. It's yeah. never been great, all of it. Like, Sonic <laughs> yeah. Adventure 1 and 2, as a whole... Sonic games are generally much stronger than the sum of their parts. You always have to take the good with the bad, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's okay. I can deal with that to an extent, but, like, we bring it to the table because we do love Sonic. Right. And his, and his giant red shoes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's cool, you know? He is cool. He's, and the thing he's is... Like this cool guy. They need to focus... Well, this kind of is a good segue into it. They need to focus mm-hmm. on what makes Sonic cool instead of, like, let's pack in random gameplay elements to Sonic... Yeah. That we don't need, like, these little gimmicks. Yeah, um, and, and you know, one, of, one of the gimmicks that I hate the most right now in, in 3D Sonic games is that they have these 3D stages, right? Uh-huh. Like, with, like, the boost gameplay in a 3D setting. And then, mm-hmm. like, half of the time, Sonic transitions into 2D segments. Right. And, and the, my problem with that is a few things. Some of those games already have full dedicated 2D Sonic stages. Yeah, and so like, it's cool when that's the only right. place that it is. And it was cool the first couple of times. Right. And now it's just very tired. Yeah, now now it feels like a cop-out, honestly. It's, it's like yeah. we, we couldn't develop a full, interesting 3D Sonic stage, so we had to shoehorn this in. And However, I will say that it influenced the Mario games in a cool way, because Mario now has both the 3D and 2D 
gameplay aspects in some levels of like Odyssey, and I think that's cool. But but Odyssey, like, it's always like a very dedicated, focused little thing. Oh yeah, no, they just yeah. do it better. Right. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think they were influenced. I think yeah. they were influenced by Sega, and then they're like, sure. oh, they're doing that. this bad. Let's do our version of it. Could have been great by just making this, but better. But like, <laughs> I remember playing like like uh, last year. I played Sonic Mania, which was just mm-hmm. a treat for any two D Sonic fan. And then Sonic Forces came out a few months later, mm-hmm. and all of the 2D parts of Sonic Forces just felt awful compared to Sonic mm-hmm. Mania. And all I could think is, like, I just wish that this wasn't here at all. Wow, I just realized Mania yeah. was almost two years ago. Right? It's crazy, yeah. Sonic Forces was a bad game. Can I put that out there? Oh, It boy. was a very yeah. bad and, game. And I, I, I will play any game that has a character creator, which is why I bought it. But And I, <laughs> I, I stand by that. Like, I, I take that seriously, and it was a bad game. What was your OC? Um, her it was Diana the bear, I think, nice. <laughs> and she was a pink bear, and nice. she died a lot because the levels are designed badly. Um, that game not just because, feels horrible too. Yeah, like that's the like there's no flow to the gameplay at all. Like the difficult portions never feel satisfying to clear. It feels like you're overcoming a bad mechanic. <laughs> like I feel I felt like I was always trying to work around glitches more than I was getting better at the game. Yeah, so. I mean sometimes you'd just be playing that and then like, oh I just fell off the stage. I don't feel like I deserve that <laughs> as well. Hey folks, thanks for coming to this week's episode of It Could Have Been Great. Just a couple quick housekeeping things as per usual. Uh, as always, of course, you can find us on Patreon at bit.ly slash it could have been great. And we would love if you followed us on Twitter at could have been great or tweeted at us with the hashtag could have been podcast. Uh, we love hearing from y'all and it makes our day whenever we have a notification. We are now trying to reach 200 listeners per month. So if you can share this with a friend or leave us a review, we will love you for all time. And as always, folks, remember, if they won't listen, you'll make them listen. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Uh, Anyway, if you like this, you'll also be probably interested in the other podcasts on our brand new Nerdification Media Network. We have like a website and it's fancy. Uh, All of our shows are available on that website, nerdification.media, including our newest partner podcast, Generation Fangirl, a podcast about growing up geek as a girl in the 80s and 90s. My good friend Peony and her friend Caro host, and it is a really great time. We also have a new Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast, which I've plugged here a few times, Maxim Martyrs, where Andrew is our DM and Katie, Sarah, Julie, and I play in his crazy world. If you love his pitches here on It Could Have Been Great, just wait till you hear the crazy tales he weaves in his original setting. Again, you can find this and our other projects online at nerdification.media and listen to Generation Fangirl and Masks and Martyrs wherever you get your podcasts. With that, I am going to hand it off to the me of the past for this week's It Can't Be Good Challenge. So the five-minute pitch I would like to prepare you guys to prepare for me. I did pick this one. This was not a random one. Um, so you know how there's a live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie oh, coming no. out? Okay. Yes. Give it to, give it to oh, me. Wait, you want us to pitch something that like shouldn't exist yes. in the first place? Yes, that's the point of the five-minute pitch. Damn, we're going to have to mitigate oh, this hard. Uh, All right. What do you got, I want. I want a live-action Sonic movie. I would like it now. Um, you have five minutes to prepare it. Uh, on your mark, get set, go. All right. First thing I think we do is we take elements of the good comic books that people like. Okay. Yeah. Instead yeah. of because that they, you already have a narrative scope there. Instead of having to like mm-hmm. kind of bring one out from basic Sonic games that people like. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which work as games, but not so much. Yeah. As movies. Like it wouldn't really work as a full length movie necessarily. Uh, I think it, it could be interesting if you did sort of like an uh enchanted style thing the movie enchanted where they had like the 2d disney movie and like the live action part where like you have uh, okay bear with me here 
you have like the the full Archie comic Sonic world. That's like the two D part of it. And then mm-hmm. when Sonic goes into the real world, he's actually just a little blue hedgehog. And and All right. and, and he's like super fast. He still has like <laughs> they, they make him kind of cute and like anim- maybe like a chipmunk style animated thing. Like uh-huh. a, a little like less like he's part human. Like like because that's what the yeah. problem with the regular. It's his lemon. legs are scary. It's like oh we're gonna make him look as close to like like he could live in the real world. No, he's a hedgehog. No, he can't pull like, off a Pikachu. Like he's a cartoon. Yeah. He's a cartoony hedgehog. Exactly though. So like I, I think um. So, like, you kind of have these two parallel storylines. I think that could be really Right, cool. one happening uh. in the world of Sonic, maybe, like... Because I know in the Sonic... I haven't really read the Sonic comic books, but I know that, like, there's a whole thing with, like, Sally and, um... Yeah. Like, the kingdom. They got, they got a good story. They got a really good story. Is it, like, Sally Acorn's, like, a resistance fighter, so she could be, like, trying to find a way to bring Sonic back from... So, so to give Like, you it was idea. a mission to send him to the real world, but something went wrong. Yeah, so to give you an idea real quick... Uh, the Archie comics at, uh, originally they followed the plot of the games because Eggman was turning animals into robots, and so the Resistance came about. Uh, and uh, I forget the name of the place that they lived in, but actually Sally got turned into a robot at one point, and like Sonic mm. had to help her, and so she became uh, instead of Sally, I think it was Sally Rabbit or whatever. Now she's Sally, Sally Robot or Sally Acorn, but she's a she's Sally Robot, I think too. Like that's like a name she goes by because mm. she's like a cyborg uh, sort of thing. Right. But anyway. So I think it'd be really cool if Eggman finds his way into our world, because we got to make it live action, mm-hmm. and he starts turning our animals into robots. And then yeah. you need to have... I want Jack Black to play Eggman. That'd be perfect. I, I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd buy it. But then you I have, like, you have like our our boys come in, and, like, they're these little cutesy animated animals that, like, look like our equivalents of those animals, but with mm-hmm. their own personalities, and they have to come and, and defeat Eggman and the robots in this live-action world, and maybe have, like, an A-plot and a B-plot that goes between the 2D world and the 3D mm-hmm. world, uh, or the, the live-action yeah, world. Yeah, and, like, like, Sally is, like, coordinating this attack from the other side, using her cyborg implants to transcend dimensions. Yeah, that'd, because that'd be really cool. It, it would be stupid, and I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I just, I just, uh, people probably would hate it because it's hard to. I mean, oh yeah, it it's not going to be accepted. And the other thing is, uh, the name of this is the "It Can't Be Good" challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, but the thing is, uh, with um, keeping it cartoony and stuff, I think you have to lean in super heavy to that. Like, I don't think you can have any gritty realism in this at yeah. all. No. Like, no, one, I, even if you get to the human world and it's like, you know, Eggman is a human and Sonic is a hedgehog, like, you have to really ham that up and be like... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I want Jack Black as Eggman, because he's such a good comedic actor. I yeah. think if anyone could sell it, it would be him. And this, this, like, is, like, this is like Minions level of, like, four kids. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah this is for not sure. the Sonic story for the 28-year-old that played the Genesis For the versions. savvy narrative consumer. No, so, but, like, I, I just kind of love the idea of, like, a cute little blue hedgehog, like, in the real mm-hmm. world, and, like, it's, like, beating up this giant robot or like it's it's like zooming along this like huge trans this michael bay style uh mm-hmm. giant mech and like you just like mm-hmm. have to see it defeat it or like it maybe he goes into like the exhaust vent and he's like speeds through it and it's like yeah. all this, and then he just like explodes it from the inside uh at the same time as like tails and sally are in the the, the 2d world and they're they're fighting like an egg robot or yeah. something like that this doesn't mean anything to you guys but i think justin mcelroy would also play eggman very well uh, uh, it means world. a little bit to me and i think that would work <laughs> <laughs> i think he could ham it up too i think it, he would he he'd put in the work i think so he would get he put in the character work and the time <laughs> so what's the resolution to our story uh is that oh oh so it's gotta have like sequel bait right uh well sonic has to decide if he wants to stay in this world or go back exactly and, and, and i'm gonna say it, 
and, and I'm going to say it right now because I feel like every live action movie should have this. There is a human, not maybe, not necessarily a love interest, but like someone that Sonic meets and befriends. Like, like the Neil Patrick Harris in the Smurfs movies. Yeah, or like, like the, or like the Christopher Robin type thing. Like, yeah. Like he, he meets a human friend who like kind of helps him figure out how to get around the world. Cause like Sonic, maybe he like, plays a lot of video games and he's like, wait a minute, I know you. <laughs> well, if we want to take that route too, that could, that could also work. Oh my that God, that would be hilarious. Cause then Sonic would yeah. be like, yeah. what the heck? What is a yeah, video uh-huh. game and why Why am I in yeah. it? Yeah, and he's like, don't worry, I know how this works. And he has to, like, coach Sonic on how to play a Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> that could be very funny and meta. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so, like, I, th- I think at the end of the what happens is that, like, the portal between the worlds closes and Sonic is not able to go back. So oh. so that Sally and Tails are now trying to work out a solution to get him mm-hmm. back. Oh, and Sonic bait, is, yeah. is So Sonic is enjoying his newfound life with his buddy. Yeah. We'll call him uh, like, Joe. <laughs> yeah, and, like, maybe, like, he can still communicate with them through, like, his headset that Sally's been using to coordinate the attacks and stuff. Right, right. Like, and he's, like, and she's, like, I'm so sorry. She's all beside himself. And Sonic looks at Joe and he says, you know, I think it's all right. Take your time. And then yeah. they, like, walk off into the sunset and get some chili dogs at Sonic Burger. And then you the, see a like, little... Like, the restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. He's a restaurant And then we can do him. a tie-in promotion. With Sonic the Restaurant, and they can promote our film, and yeah, I think we just nailed it. This movie it. will pay for itself, honestly. This is money in the bank. Like this is <laughs> Sega, get the investors on the line. Sega, if you're listening, you can give me money for this. You absolutely yeah, call us. We can, we, we can we stop production on whatever movie you're doing, and you can make. We this. got it. Like, please, mm-hmm. no, like, hang on, please stop production on whatever movie. You're doing. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> So the pitch. All right. So uh, one of the things we were just talking about was Sonic Forces and like how it felt. And I remember this is interesting. At E3 2017, the year that Sonic Forces came out, a lot of the press, um, they played the game and then Sega representatives would talk to them and they would say, hey, you know, uh, let us know your feedback for the game. And so a lot of the I've, I've heard a lot of people online, you know, journalists and, you know, people who make YouTube videos a lot of them said this. They went up to those representatives and they said, hey, this doesn't feel that good. It, it feels kind of rough and, yeah. and not smooth. And, you know, a lot of this stuff happened I didn't like. So whatever. And and then all of those exact same people said that when they played the full release, nothing was changed. And mm-hmm. I think the reason for that is that Sega has this habit, specifically with Sonic, of mm-hmm. always pushing it out for a holiday release window in yeah. spite of every other reason not to. Uh, right, or, and I think part of that is because they are marketing at kids for the Christmas times. Like, right. I get it. A lot of games, the AAA industry has this problem too, but it seems to be killing Sonic. And Danny, what, I, I think you had some examples you wanted to share. So, so yeah, I did a little research, and I'm going to now list off every Sonic game that has specific evidence as to it not being finished but being rushed out anyway. Now, buckle in because this is a, this is a list. This, yeah, Sonic this is, Extreme. This is multiple. Sonic Extreme was ni- uh, it was slated for December 1996, and the developers of that, it was going to be the first 3D Sonic on Sega Saturn, they have a lot of horror stories about locking themselves mm-hmm. in hotel rooms to meet deadlines, having to uh, get sick, the, the lead developer was hospitalized, he got so sick, <laughs> and then eventually the game got cancelled anyway. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure, December 1998, it was developed in a 10 month uh, time period, Oof. and... and 
10 months. That and, turnaround and for the first 3D Sonic. Seriously. For anything, 10 months is not a lot of oof. And if you oof. look at and if you look at the developers, they say, oh, yeah, we were on a strict deadline to get Sonic Adventure 1 out. And I can kind of understand, you know, they got to try and sell as much as possible. But if you look at the original Dreamcast <sighs> Sonic Adventure, there are so many game-breaking bugs. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you're just playing the game, and you just fell through the floor, and now Whoops. the game crashed. Our bad. Whoops. Yeah. And you, Sorry, guys. Even, even the GameCube one, even though it, like, fixes some of it, you can't completely polish it. Like, there's still problems. Yeah. yeah. Because you'd have to completely rebuild sections of the game to fix it. And that's just what happens in a 10-month period. So, yeah. Sonic Adventure 2 does not have the story, and uh, therefore, I think it's a more polished game in general. That came out mm-hmm. in around July of, uh, of the next year or so, or, like, two years later. Sonic mm-hmm. Heroes, uh, intense deadlines caused multiple on the staff to become unhealthy. Uh for the December 2003 release. And it was and you could but you can really tell the payoff right in Sonic <laughs> Heroes. It's, it's okay. It's it's it's, 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 it's the most like offensive. like uh what's the word? Like non that's the most indifferent to a Sonic game I can be. Yeah, I can uh-huh. say I can agree. But Yuji It's Naka... like the flower of Sonic. <laughs> like, yeah. like the the food, not right. the plant. <laughs> well, well, Yuji Naka, the the father of Sonic, actually commented on Sonic Heroes, and he said it was the most stressful development cycle of his life, Ugh. in that he suffered from insomnia and he lost twenty two pounds. Uh, and like for what? Because these games that were rushed were either canceled or not very good sometimes. Like yeah, what's? Yeah. But it's just for money, and it yeah. Anyway, and continue. Sonic 06. Now this one does Ugh. not have specific develop developer testimony but okay it's sonic but 06. you've played sonic if, if you play it you'll be like huh they didn't finish this november yeah, 2006 like, oh, this was never this was never play tested was it ever yep and it, i get part of it was moving to a new engine probably because it was the xbox 360s uh is that when they started using udk i don't know anyway i get parts of why but also like it was a November release window. You know they were rushing to get yeah, this and, game out. And, and I mean, like, there's things in the game. Like, for example, if you want to do a side quest uh, and you talk to someone. So, okay, you go up to a person to talk to them for the side quest. A loading screen plays. About, it's like, you know, 20, 30 seconds. And then, and then the loading screen ends. The person's like, hey, here's the quest I want you to do. Okay, they finish talking. Another loading screen. About 30, oh 40 God. seconds. And then you yeah. do the quest. It's just like, who decided this was okay? Dude, who's the captain? Uh, yeah. yeah, oh man, what a good quest. But so, okay, so moving on, <laughs> Sonic Unleashed. Uh, that's the game with the infamous mm-hmm. Werehog. Uh, Sonic team member Tetsu Katano said that the Werehog would have actually been better, and he didn't think it was a bad concept, but mm. they didn't have enough time or resources, and guess to what? Polish it. And guess what? November 2008 was the release. Yeah, so, it's ag- bad. Again, uh, another another game that doesn't have specific evidence from developers, but but uh, Sonic <laughs> Sonic Boom, which we haven't even talked about because it's so, hard to talk oh. about it. It's hard if, if you ever want to get the idea of Sonic Boom and you haven't played it and don't want to play it because you shouldn't. Um, just watch the Game Grumps attempt to play it because <laughs> yeah. it's not finished. No, like. Yeah. It's, it's the just, game just and it's it's a it's a tie-in to their spin-off TV series like right but also it was sold as a core Sonic game and it's it's and, not done and is you know the like, thing. like 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 just to quickly touch on Sonic Boom because I don't really ever want to talk about it because it makes me upset mm-hmm. um, but uh, <laughs> the idea of okay like a 3D Sonic collectathon that's not inherently terrible like no. I'm not I'm not like just totally like that's there's no way that works. But, like, you play it, and that game just does not work. Well, yeah. And yeah. It just sounds counterintuitive, almost, because it's like... Yeah. When you think of Sonic, you don't think, 
yeah, let me just run around really slowly collecting things and beating up enemies. Like, <laughs> it doesn't true. sound appealing. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, they're like, what if we just tried to make a Rune Factory game, but Sonic this time? Like, <laughs> or you something. know, slow, beat em up, collecting resources management. You know, yeah. that, you know what people really love about Sonic inventory management? The hit mechanic from the Sonic the Hedgehog games? <laughs> um, because upgrading Sonic's gear has always been so important to him. Like, and getting his, well, you know, the time when he gets his father's sword and the whole, I mean, that whole arc. I mean, where you ha- <laughs> there, there are like good concepts in there. Like, you could yeah. do stuff with some of these yeah. ideas none of these were inherently bad ideas like sonic heroes having the team-based gameplay the rotating like where you can switch on the fly is a neat concept hmm. um which the shrek game for the gamecube later borrowed um <laughs> i believe well, I shrek is really apparently. just a sequel to sonic yeah i mean well you know they're set in the same universe right Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I, Shrek I, is just like the—it's the past. It's the distant, like it's the medieval version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Shrek is the real ultimate life form. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's—that's that's what they've been trying it to makes recapture. Sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is my pitch. Uh, so, right. so anyway, so that's about Sonic Forces. Yeah. So that, but Sonic Forces is the last one. I already mentioned that there were people who were like specifically like, "Hey, this doesn't work." Sega didn't do anything because they only had five months to finish developing it. Yeah, and at that point, they're like, well, I guess the game's just going to be bad then. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and so that's about, I don't know, like seven games that have all pretty much specific evidence as to this was not ready to release, but they did it anyway. And here's Mm -hmm. kind of a how it can be fixed thing. And this this hurts me to say, Mm -hmm. we have to stop buying it. And I I mean this, everyone who's listening, if, if, if the game comes out and it gets reviewed horribly immediately. And like I get it. Sometimes you gotta buy it day one. Whatever. I did that. I used to be like that for Sonic games. I'm not mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, but well, you've been hurt the, too many times. Forces was the straw that broke the camel's back. Even I after, am amazed that it took you that long. I know that's that pretty said, big, pretty long turnaround. Danny, you have so much. The faith that you have in the world is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> Sonic Forces was an example of like me. So I, 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 I it wasn't really true. The, the camel's back was broken uh, like 10 years yeah. before that. Like you but, knew it was going to be bad, but yeah. you, were, you were hoping against hope that you were going to get another Sonic Colors. Well, yeah, and plus like Sonic Mania just came out and it was like, mm. oh, maybe Sega gets it again. And and also mm-hmm. Forces was like a sequel to Generations, which was pretty good. Yeah, and it was Generations like, was decent. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but, so, uh, but here's the thing. The reason this keeps happening and the reason Sega will still do this over and over again, as long as they develop Sonic games, they'll always put them for holiday release, even if it's terrible or whatever, is because people still buy it. It still sells millions of games. Any game that sells over 1 million copies is considered a financial success. Yeah, like, and so that's kind of the driving force. And part of that is because kids like Sonic games, even when they're bad. Like, like, we all loved Sonic Adventure 2 and didn't realize until we were older that a lot of it is bad. Because we weren't replaying those parts. But, like, kids are very easy to please, and Sega realizes that they kind of just have that demographic on lock. Like, okay, Mm. if parents have an Xbox for their games or a PlayStation 4 for their games, and they want to get games for their kids, Sonic's the only game in town. Right, but but somehow it it needs to be communicated to Sega that there is a... Because I'll say this, too. There is a large amount of people who buy games who are in our sort of generation or in our group. Right. And, and we care a lot about consistency. Uh, yeah, in, and in we're starting group. to age into the parent group, and that means Sonic is a, is about to face a midlife crisis. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're not going to 
Because and also because Nintendo's fucking back is mm, the thing. Yeah, yeah. The, like I can understand Full like force. the Wii U era people going for the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3 over the Wii U because yeah. as much as I liked the Wii U, it wasn't a good console for mm. like uh, adult gamers. It was a good console for kids. Right, and um, Danny and and Danny specifically. <laughs> and I again, I liked it. I like all of the core games so, that Nintendo puts out, so I bought it. But um. The Switch is giving the games industry a run for its money in so many ways. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? Nintendo makes real consoles again. Because the Wii, while it was a great console, wasn't thought of as a hardcore gamer's console. Like, mm. the the people who play, like, your, your PUBG and your Overwatch and your whatever... Um, the people who like to play online cooperative games, Nintendo didn't have a way to do that. Like right. Xbox 360 really pioneered that. Sony then jumped on with the PlayStation and got support for it going. But until the Switch, which is from a like chronology perspective, looking at gaming history over the last 10 years, it's bonkers Nintendo got away with it for this long. And that speaks <laughs> to how good Nintendo games are. Yeah, because yeah. its core fan base is so big that we'll just keep buying them even if the console is objectively not a great idea. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, for me, it's just it ha the games have to keep on being fun. And for Nintendo, they always were. For Sonic exactly. games... For Sonic games, I think you're right. Sega got very comfortable with the idea, like, yeah. oh, you know, it's okay if this isn't consistent because kids won't know the difference and yeah. parents will still buy it for their ki their desperate kids. Exactly. But now the core gamer demographic that like plays the more mature game, developers want to be on the Switch. Well, yeah, and it, even, it almost. Sorry, go ahead. So even Blizzard is trying to get Overwatch over on the Switch, and that like, from a development programming perspective is going to be a goddamn nightmare mm. but they want to because the switch is selling the switch is going to kill sonic if sonic doesn't shape up well because you know, like I, I think it's an interesting thing to bring up that i i feel like at least nintendo has never really in a lot of ways sometimes they have they've never really condescended to gamers so like no zelda and mario are also very much marketed towards kids but yeah. they're also very serious, like, good games that have, yeah. you know, difficulty curves and a lot of depth to it. So yeah. Sonic almost feels like it is condescending to the gamer a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's saying, patronizing. you'll be okay with this. Like, yeah. this is fine. It's patronizing you. And, like, it's getting to the point where they've gotten away from it for this long because they were the only option for kids who didn't have a Nintendo console right. because Nintendo consoles weren't selling. Right. Nintendo consoles are selling again. Yeah. They're selling really well. No one's going to buy Sonic Forces over Mario Odyssey. Right, It's right. just not going to well, happen. I, uh, and then for me, like, I played Odyssey in October. I played Forces in November. And I was just, like, disgusted. Because Mario Odyssey had, like, some of the best feeling 3D controls in video games. And yeah. then Sonic Forces was just like, you bought this because it's Sonic. And that's the only reason you bought yeah. this. <laughs> and they're going to catch on. People are starting to catch on. Oh, wait. Maybe Sonic hasn't been fun for a while and my kids you know they they wanted it but now they're having more fun playing mario so like also in what world does sonic 3d racers have a place when you can play mario kart now on a console <laughs> that everyone has because everyone wants a switch because the switch is the best console ever made it's, it's up there um, it, it, is, it is definitely it's sure. my favorite console of all time yeah yeah like 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 it's, it's in my tops and this once the library is like once we're looking at it in retrospect i feel very confident it'll be the number it'll one be yeah of all well, time. holy shit as far as fixing sonic though da like yeah, danny so like, said let's talk about what sonic needs to do yeah. to be worthy of being in the switch library like danny said <laughs> um we can't keep buying it for one so that means because mm -hmm. if we don't buy it then maybe sega will you know get its head out of his ass and be like okay let's take like you know more than a year 
to develop a game, possibly. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe even two or three. Like, take your time. Yeah. Make it good. And, they and can like, in the meantime, back. you can tide over with 2D Sonic games. Yeah. Because those are quick and easy to make. Well, yeah, and you could, you could give that to the... Um, the Christian Whiteheads of the world that can make faithful Sonic exactly recreation. I mean, Christian yeah. Whitehead is the one who made Sonic Mania, by the way. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, g- give those to Bridge, and then make your 3D Sonic games dev cycle longer. You can get away with it, Sega. Yeah, like money. And yeah. the thing like, is, again, if you have a longer 3D uh, 3D development cycle, you can look back and be like, hmm, what did people like about 3D Sonic? Mm-hmm. Which is stuff like, for example, the boost formula that we've mentioned a couple times before is pretty much what fixes like really bad mm. parts of the 3d sonic engine and how it works because mm. like we've touched on before the reason sonic feels good is when you're going down it and it feels satisfying to go fast and have control and maybe branch out a little bit and play the level differently or whatever mm-hmm. and in a 3d space with stuff like um we're not gonna we didn't touch on them too much but stuff like you know secret rings and stuff like that the whatever mm. Uh, that is a horrible thing because it basically just points you direction and says go. Right. And uh, games like um, the Werehog one where you're interrupted from a nice Sonic stage mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, just beat up people as a werewolf again. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that just doesn't make sense. So they could look- Yeah, like breaking the momentum is a no-no. You can't and, do that in Sonic. And honestly, you could just make those different games, like not yeah. Sonic. Like, like, I get it. You can sell a, about a million more copies if you make it Sonic. But like, the Werehog, for example, if that were a sequel to the old Genesis classic Rystar, it would have been mm-hmm. perfect because Rystar had long, extendable arms, and he uh-huh. could, you know, he could grab enemies and he could like swing off things, just like the Werehog. Yeah. Just saying, where's my future Rystar? Uh, uh-huh. Excuse me. Well, here, here's my pitch. I have a way, I think, to marry all of these concepts, if you will uh, allow me. Yeah, to of course. Get, mm-hmm. get the ball rolling here. So I want to pitch our perfect. 3D Sonic game. If the game that would make us happy go buy a Sonic game again. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I say, I mean, this is something that everyone on the internet says, and it's going to sound super fanboy, fangirl of me to say so. But I think what the world needs is Sonic Adventure 3. And not in the sense of necessarily continuing those narratives. You can have a new story. Right. But having the disparate gameplay styles on different characters, because I think the Werehog mechanic could have been fun, as Roger was saying, if it hadn't been breaking the momentum of a regular Sonic level. Right. So, so, so yeah, this is make a, those Knuckles levels. Those and, and, would be perfect for Knuckles. And I find this very interesting because actually they did kind of make Sonic Adventure three. It's just a terrible game. It's Sonic 06, mm, really. I know. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. That was because, what they were trying to do. And and, and so, Sonic 06 actually, if it weren't aggressively broken and they fixed a lot of it and basically mm-hmm. redid it from the ground up, uh, it could have been. A really, really yeah. good Sonic Adventure 3. There's one thing I think um, that it really could have used. And by the way, you're talking, let's make our perfect Sonic game. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a Chow Garden. That's oh, the first thing absolutely. Right oh, now. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I would also, by the way, Sega, if you're listening, listen up. I want a Chow Garden phone app. That is the only Ooh. phone Sonic game that I care about existing. I That'd want Chow Garden on my phone right now also i want nintendogs for mobile i am tired of living like this nintendo (laughs) it is perfect for mobile it is yeah those are the kinds of of games that are but yes so our perfect 3d sonic game we're saying we're gonna assume the gameplay works like as in nothing is broken right we can talk about the specific kinds of gameplay that each character would have 
um, and I do want to get into that, what characters we would use and how they interact with the world. Right. But, like, rule number one is we have a long enough dev cycle to playtest the game we're pitching right well, now. You know, in so Sonic, that's in, a ground rule. In Sonic 06, one of the things that it, it, it borrowed from the adventure formula, and I think it would have been a good thing had it worked well, was um you could only play as, for the main stories, you could play as Sonic, Silver, and Shadow. And they all right. had very different gameplay types. And in theory, that's actually pretty cool, because, like, yeah. Silver, like, okay, on, on paper, this sounds cool. You can, like, uh, use psychokinesis to, like, stun enemies and pick them up and throw them at other enemies, and you mm-hmm. can fly. That's, like, if you told me that in concept for a Sonic mm-hmm. game, like, there's another character who does that, I'd be like, I'm sold, yeah. that's amazing. It's just that uh-huh. Silver feels horrible to play, and his mechanics yeah. don't work half the but time. But the mechanic could have been cool. So, like, I think, let's let's discuss who our ideal player characters are. Like, for, for obviously me, Sonic. Yeah, yeah for, Sonic. for me personally, if, if, if I can make my perfect new Sonic adventure game, it would just be Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. See, I like definitely having those core three. I will make an argument to include... Amy or to call or Rouge or I want girls. I, I want playable girls. I, I insist on playable girls. Well, in fact, well then uh, so. maybe like cream the rabbit instead of tails or something like yeah, that. Just like, I like cream. But having a, a core three that you can focus yeah. on, or you could also have those like it be Sonic or Amy or tails or cream knuckles or to call. And you can pick which one you want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. As, as they're the as same as levels. You just pick if you want. I just want the option to be a boy or a girl. I and, understand. Uh, but 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 yeah. As long as it doesn't like water down either style, then it's totally, yeah. Then it's like, I, I think then I agree. Can, yeah, like I just I want there to be playable. But I definitely think those core cast members are good. And you, Sonic has a very rich cast of characters, and a lot of them are very you know stupid and gimmick. But they're for right. kids, so I don't care. But but, but yeah. Um, so as long as but they can be there, they just don't. But they don't need to be playable. Maybe have a multiplayer mode where they are for the kids. So so then we can say like up to six characters, but specifically three different gameplay styles. That those are the only ones that are focused on. Only three. Yeah. Kind of adventure too, but different. Yeah, 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 exactly. But and and uh, specifically for the knuckles, if you're gonna have like knuckles and rouge or something, uh, yeah. not having those be chaos emerald hunts because in uh, 2D yeah. Sonic games, knuckles was not about hunting down chaos emeralds. No, I mean his his story he was, a... was, but his levels yeah. were Sonic stages. But he could explore different parts of it because he had the glide and the right, climb right. ability. Yeah. So what I would do is like, actually, I think I just came up with a cool idea for saving resources and also making a more interesting gameplay experience. So like. Kind of like Sonic Heroes, except not. If you're playing for each level, you play the same level from three different perspectives. So you play the Sonic version of the level and you're going through and you go fast and it's great. The Knuckles version of the level is him gliding around and providing backup to the Sonic portion. Ah. Like keeping enemies off of his back or whatever. And, you know, beating stuff up and gliding around and doing stuff. And you can even, like, be gliding around the same stage areas. Like, if you look down, oh, there's a little animation of Sonic running through the level. That's cool, yeah. And, like, I think that would be a cool way to make it cooperative and save resources because then you only have to model one level. Right. um, As opposed to three. And then Tails is there, too. Well, I don't know what he's doing. No, but I like that idea because it is very reminiscent of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, Exactly, yeah. They're going through the same stages, but they get to do different things in those stages. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know what Tails' mechanic is, but it's definitely not the mech. He flies. Well, yeah, he flies. I just don't know what he does flying that Knuckles is not now doing gliding. Right. Oh, well, well, no, but, but Knuckles, I don't think the focus would be on the glide. It'd be more No, it's all like, like the fighting. Like, you glide yeah, places yeah. to beat up other things and also, like, 
stuff. Maybe Tails is like a scout. But like in old Sonic, it worked because specifically with Tails uh, flying, you can get to higher places that you couldn't get before uh, right, significantly right. easier and keep up momentum while doing it. And that's right. what's really fun about uh, 2D Sonic uh, Tails stages. Yeah, so like something like that where you have three cooperative gameplay styles that like, hell, you could even have in this era you could probably get away with having three different people playing those characters at the same time, going through the same level and completing it together. That, that would be really ambitious and hard. Right. But that would be cool. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but I, but I think uh, in general, like, having fewer focus styles, as long as they don't, like, completely contradict each other. And, like, yeah. for, for example, too, you could even just make it optional to only play through one of them and get the full game. Like, maybe yeah. there's, like, a, a tied secret ending, sure. Like, that, that kind of is, like, a Yeah, thing. yeah. But, so, yeah, I like that that idea. And, like, you pick who you want to play each level as. Like, they give you the option every time. And you can go back and do it every way, but you don't have to. Right. And that would be, yeah, that's cool. And I like that. I like having the three core gameplay mechanics. And I'm okay with the heroes being Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, and that being the thing. And then maybe we have three, like, six playable characters with three different play styles. We can have, you know your Rouge the Bat or whatever, whoever's on the other three right, characters right. Um, roster. Oh, oh for, for Sonic, Blaze the Cat. She would be a perfect counterpart yeah, for Sonic. Yeah, there you so, go. In Sonic Rush, there. the 2D games, Blaze the Cat's gameplay is so cool. It's slightly different yeah. than Sonic's. And she's also the best part about Sonic 06, her stages, yeah. in my opinion. So, like, we have, like, a team of anti-heroes as our other three. Um, Cream the Rabbit, kind of the this... true anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think to add on to this, um, keeping things consistent... When it comes down mm. to stuff like boss fights, um, you I think it's very important to keep um, the idea of the gameplay uh, like integrated into the boss fight. Like when I play mm. Sonic Adventure Two, for example, my favorite boss fight is Shadow vs Sonic because it's based on speed. Yeah, it's based yeah, it's on really cool. you're running through a level and you're trying to like yeah. outgun and you know outspeed right, Shadow. Right. Yeah, and actually I like that idea of like that being how the boss fights work. And also, I actually do like the idea of Cream the Rabbit as an anti-hero. I want to revisit that. Because <laughs> um, what would be cool is if we have these two teams with different but similar goals that are not compatible with each other, but Cream is the friendly face of the anti-heroes. <laughs> like, Cream and Tails are trying to make this work and be friends, right. but, well, but their friends and their friends are not friends. And Right, in our ideal world, this is what would happen, but I'm afraid Sonic yeah. would make that a romantic story. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I don't love that, but it's okay because this is our world now. Right, um, right. Now we're the Sonic team. It's a, it's a love triangle between Tails, Cream, and her chow, Cheese. Uh-huh, it's true. <laughs> it's a tragic love story. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's got a lot of pathos. So I do want to, so gameplay, I think we've kind of got down. Yeah. We've got the three different types and the, the characters available. We need and the, So we have, so we've got, we've got Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Blaze, Cream, and Rouge, Rouge the, the Bat. Sure, or to call. Um, right. Depends Someone, on yeah. I want to talk... Let's get into the nitty-gritty. What is the story of our Sonic game? What are we doing Keep it here? simple, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get any more... Sonic Adventure 2 is the most complicated I will get with I, this. Yeah, I, I think similar to uh, how Mario's always about, you know, Mario versus Bowser and uh -huh. getting Peach. I think Sonic, it really works well. You know, Eggman schemes do something and then sonic has to stop it somehow right so Animals. have that at the uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah like 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 it could even be the the original like roger just said like you know uh eggman's building a robot army by stealing animals and turning them into right. his minions and you have to go save them like you like 
I'm not saying the edgy stories have no place, but I do think it wouldn't be bad to focus, like, on yeah. that original concept because yeah. it is pretty grim if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, and also, like, the edgy stuff is good as a dressing. It's a side It's a yeah. side dish. Yeah. It shouldn't be the main focus. So it can still be there, and we might get into that. So let's talk about this: the environmentalist read of Sonic the Hedgehog, like the mm. from the original Sonic Bible, which you can learn about on Polygon's oh, YouTube channel. You should channel. really read it silly. if you ever really want to get yeah. an idea. It's, it's, a good, it's a good time. It's a good and time. I'm not saying we're going to do a biblical literalist uh, version of Sonic here, but like, <laughs> let's talk about Sonic as an environmentalism narrative. Not That's not our point, but like the, the animal perspective. Okay, so we have Dr. Eggman, who, uh, you know, he's doing evil experiments and he... Maybe has one Chaos Emerald. Let's go Dragon Ball with it and, like, spread them around. Sure. Um, and he has one Chaos Emerald, and he's using it to just wreak so much chaos and havoc and such. And it's just, it's, you know, Eggman. Classic stuff. He's using it to take animals and turn them into his minions. Right. Let's say. Um, because then it's got some pathos to it, and there's stakes. And then when you finish the level and free them all, it's like, yay! I had to fight them, but now they're okay. Right, um, right. And maybe that's a reveal that that is what's going on. Well, and, and, and a thing, too, uh, is that this no one ever complains about it when it's just the Eggman story and, like, with some additions. Like, for example, like, yeah. uh, in uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the, the true final boss is the, uh, it's a, one of Eggman's robots, the Egg Robo. And, right. and he, he sort of uh, gains autonomy and decides, no, I'm going to take the Master Emerald and I'm going to uh. become, like, super strong. Uh, same thing happens sort of with Metal Sonic. Uh, and, and so you can use those again because yeah. no one, again, no one would complain about no it. No minds them. They're, they're yeah, like you simple. can have like the very anime bullshit, but simple plot lines of like, oh, this character looks cool. So he's here now. Like Metal Sonic. Right. Like, like, like and it also at the same time, it doesn't need to be like, uh, a, a throwaway joke. Like it doesn't need yeah. to be like, oh, Metal Sonic's here, but that's fine. Cause I eat chili dogs. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. So, like, take it seriously. A legitimate thing. And actually I think I've got, okay. So. Eggman is doing this stuff, and he's corrupt using a Chaos Emerald to corrupt animals. Uh-huh. And maybe our main team of Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, their main focus is on beating Eggman. Sure. Whereas our B team of Blaze, Cream, and... I'm going to say to call for now, because I, I'm going somewhere with this, I think. Uh, they are more focused on trying to save the animals, and maybe the way mm. that the Sonic team is going about it is, you know, more harmful to the animals than helpful. Right, like, right. there are better ways to do it. So maybe the B team is trying to get the other Chaos Emeralds and, like, have a more, um, I don't want to say, like, peaceful resolution to the whole problem because there is still action. It's an action you game. You still got to beat up Eggman. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I want to go, let's take from the Sonic Bible um, that the Chaos Emerald is actually what has corrupted Robotnik. Ah, like, that's what has corrupted Eggman. And right. we find that out through the course of the game that he wasn't always evil. He was more like it, like a Dr. Doofenshmirtz type. Right. Like an ineffectual evil puts innator on the ends of things. But then the, <laughs> the Chaos Emerald is making him competent and right. evil. And he's doing things. And like everyone's kind of like, hey, this doesn't seem, this doesn't jive with Eggman that like the way we know him. Because, you know, 
the rest of the Sonic canon is here. They yeah, know it. Yeah, and you could actually um, to go off this. You could have like Knuckles and to call like their plot be that they're they're trying to go to Angel Island to use yeah. to retrieve the Master Emerald so that they can use right. it to purify Eggman or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's kind of there. So yeah, actually maybe it's not less of a A team versus B team as we have three different duos yeah. with similar but occasionally clashing goals. I think that'd be really cool, yeah. That'd be a cool narrative for and, us to It's similar to, to Adventure 2, but in a way that's a little bit more consistent gameplay-wise. Yeah, and whereas, like, it's not like a light versus dark thing. It's just, like, two different ways of tackling a similar problem. Right, right. Um, and, again, so, and there's, you can uh, get some pathos out of that. And then, you know, like, your friend Shadow the Hedgehog, he's here too sometimes, and he's being a dick. Um, and then Big the Cat, and then Big the Cat at the end of the game is the one who gets to go super Big the Cat, and he's the yes. one who gets to fight the final boss. He eats all seven Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> and... Oh, that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Big eats the seven Chaos Emeralds, and there's no conflict anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he becomes kind of like at the end of Madoka, where she becomes God and like a, a, the force of all that is good in the universe. Big eats all seven Chaos Emeralds, and he transcends reality. And he creates a more perfect world in his image. Look, I know that this is supposed to be a serious pitch, but that's what I want. That's honestly <laughs> that's what, what I want. want. Okay, but I mean, I, th I think we pretty much have covered the narrative. Like, it's it's very simple. It's not hard to set this up. It's not ambiguous. But it's still... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I... Eggman starts doing evil things, and then they find out it's because he has a Chaos Emerald. And then we have this team of six heroes, three guys, three girls. Everyone gets an archetype. There's a cool girl, a sweet girl, and like a focused competent girl into call and then there's a cool guy sweet guy tails and uh competent beat em up knuckles like and, and you can still have like sonic being a ham because that's kind of part of who he is yeah like, that, like but... and it, keep the dialogue cheesy let it be cheesy like not on purpose not because you're trying to poke fun at yourself just own it yeah and... don't go too far yeah like, and then we like... have a redemption arc for eggman like they're like oh eventually they realize that we have to save this guy who is kind of our friend, even though he's been evil. Like, well, I don't want to go full, like, he was his Sonic's father figure or whatever. But, like, he's been this, you know, he's he was just a, comically evil. He was a nice evil. scientist somewhere. Well, there's also yeah. a lot of, like, uh, lore for Sonic. Like, not, yeah. only, not only the Sonic Bible, but, like, one of the things about Sonic lore, and this is kind of debated about by fans, but that uh -huh. it's that um, Eggman is the one who made Sonic, uh, he gave him his, his speed. And, yeah, uh, and I'm cool to stick with that because I think that's an interesting narrative choice. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and like, so do that and like, maybe, yeah, like, lean into it and then be like, oh, we have to go save. Yeah, Dr. Eggman's a dick, but he's not evil. Like, right, right. Again, like in the previous game, like, again, he's kind of cartoonishly incompetent. Usually the real villain is somewhere else right, in the 3D right. Sonic games. Like, the real villain is Chaos or Shadow and the big lizard guy. Um and I, Sonic Adventure 2 gets a little out there. I think I think but, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 actually uh, they are more true to the original Sonic games in yeah. that it's it's not Eggman as the big bad, but it's something that he created or that exactly. in Sonic Adventure 2 it's what his grandpa created. Yeah. And so in this case it is the it's he's not really the bad guy as much as the Chaos Emerald is corrupting him and then you have to fight whatever force it is in the Chaos Emeralds like they're both a great source of power, but then we show how they're also dangerous. Yeah, well, how, how cool would it be to fight the embodiment of, like, the Chaos Emeralds? Like, that yeah, was, like... like, it's time. It's When when is that going to happen? Because that seems like the logical conclusion yeah. of the Chaos Emeralds as a world-building mechanic. Like, you get, get them all in the same place, and then you summon Tiamat, and it's, the, <laughs> you know, 
or whatever you want it to be and then you get this oh man now i want it to be like a shenron dragon oh, but yeah. and and but the sonic and blaze mechanic is you run along its back to That'd get to so its head cool. and so you have cool. to yeah that's the final boss fight and so. you, again just commit to the dragon ball because it's there like commit to the yeah, dragon ball listen, we know sonic is goku it's hard shadow there. is vegeta knuckles is piccolo they like, turn super it. saiyan like, yeah, it's op- it's okay. Lean into it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm cool with and, it too. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the final boss is they finally get all seven Chaos Emeralds together one way or another, and then you have to fight a giant Chaos Dragon. Right. That'd be dope. And then and you save Doctor Eggman from the thing, and he comes to, and he's like, "Whoa, where am I? What have I been doing?" And everyone's like, "Hey, Eggman!" And he's like, "Oh, screw you guys! I am evil!" I'm and they're like, "Classic Eggman!" And he's like, "I'm still gonna take over the world because there needs to be a sequel." And then that's and just... they're like, "Sure, you are Eggman!" And then he <laughs> puts the innator on the end of something and rides off into the sunset on it. <laughs> and that's how I would do it. And, and then. No one kisses a human woman. Yeah, and then, and then we don't go too a, far. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then again, though, I would be okay with like Eggman having a daughter, like a Maria type character. Um, that, like that a could niece, be interesting. Not a daughter, because then it confirms that Eggman fucks, and I can't live in that world. <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, but but I like just a niece, maybe. But one last time to cap this off. All of that is great. The gameplay sounds great. The story sounds great. But there's a Chow Garden too, <laughs> and there's <laughs> also a Chow Garden. Um, and maybe it's on Angel Island, because that would be cool. Oh, that'd be perfect, yeah. Because that's where Chows come from. Yeah, like, that would just be, like, a nice little, oh, also, on Angel Island, there's a Chow Garden, and you get, you can go there sometimes. You take a break. Take a break, you can pet some Chows now. Yeah, and, like, after you beat the game, it's just a post-world, and Chows inherit the Earth. (laughs) I would, I'd be okay with that. It's just kind of like a, a Sonic retires, and it's kind of like a Stardew Valley Harvest Moon type game, where like you have a bunch of chows, but also Sonic is just a humble farmer. I, th- I think we're in a different pitch now, Diane. <laughs> I think we might be. Anyway, thank you guys for coming to this week's episode of It Could Have Been Great. Danny, Roger, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's um, fun. And as always, Eggman fucks. <laughs> Eggman fucks. Oh no. You heard it here first. Folks. Oh no. <laughs> uh.